Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset, all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And demons also came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. The Gospel of the Lord. Last night I was watching the news and I saw a report that the U.S. State Department uh, still doesn't know how many Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan. That report was accompanied by a photo of the last U.S. military transport plane leaving the country. And I sat with that for a while, just trying to imagine what those Americans are going through, what they're feeling, um, to feel just like such fear and anguish and abandonment and hopelessness. Surrounded by and subject to forces that hate the West, that hate America, that hate Americans, everything that we stand for. These forces that now have in their possession an enviable arsenal at their disposal to be used against them. It's like, what do you do? Do you hide? Do you try and fight? Do you try and flee? Do you just give up? What do you do? I just can't imagine what it feels like to be stuck behind enemy lines. And I just, I prayed for them. You know, I, I prayed. What else can you do? Like what I said yesterday, I prayed. I, I prayed for them last night, um, giving them over to Our Lady, entrusting them to her Immaculate Heart, St. Michael and all the angels, like, I just gave them over to the Lord. But also at the same time, I, I, I mean, I found myself just contemplating their situation and that's kind of what I want to share this morning, because of course, not only should we be praying for them, but I also, I think that there's, like, I think we should also pray for the grace to feel in some way what they're feeling right now. I know that sounds really odd. I think we should pray for the grace to feel what they're feeling, because without that, we'll never fully appreciate the life-changing power of the gospel. Without feeling the the awfulness of the bad news will never fully experience or taste the goodness of the good news, right? Jesus says, I've come to proclaim the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. This is a news that he has to deliver, right? But if it's, 
if you don't know, okay, like if you don't know about Nazis, D-Day is just like, what, what? There's allies landing? What are you talking about? If you don't know the bad news, the good news is just news. And like the reality is like the gospel message is not just, and you know this, but it, you know, preaching the choir here, but it's not just simply that God says we're all basically doing a good job. Just keep up the good work, get your butts to mass on Sundays and just try and be nice. Like that's not the gospel, right? That's not the gospel. The message at the heart of the gospel is the stunning announcement that someone has come for us. Someone, right? The king has come for us. He's landed in disguise behind enemy lines to rescue us, to overthrow the powers that we were helpless against, the powers that sought to destroy us, and that a rebellion, right, this a campaign of sabotage has begun and we've been conscripted into the ranks of the king to help rescue others. Like, that's the incredible news of the gospel, that the king himself has come for us. The king himself has come for us. Because the reality is, without Jesus, without Jesus, souls are just not merely floating in this neutral territory. Like, without Jesus, you are in the grip of the enemy. That's what Scripture says. Without Jesus, you are in the grip of the enemy. This world is not neutral territory. That's what this fallen world is, right? I've got the school mass tomorrow, so you won't hear me preach to the 8 o'clock crowd tomorrow, but... One of the things I was praying about, you know, the first reading is a continuation from Paul's letter to the Colossians. This is what Paul says. This is what you'll hear tomorrow in the first reading. That he, Jesus, delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Like for Paul, like there are only two options. There's only two options. You are either in the grip of the enemy under the dominion of what Paul calls the power of darkness, or you are transferred into the kingdom of our Father. Those are the two options. So like to grasp again the power of the gospel, to grasp again the power of the Eucharist, what's being offered to us, like somehow, like, and in some way we have to allow ourselves to feel what those American compatriots of ours are feeling right now, stuck behind enemy lines and subject to forces that hate them, that want to destroy them. Like, imagine, this is what I've been praying for, imagine the absolute thrill, like the overwhelming relief, that, like the heaving, sobbing joy that they're going to feel, God willing, when they get word that, like, there's a plane Imagine you're with this group of Americans behind enemy lines. In the middle of the night, someone comes to you and says, there's a plane, but we have to go right now. You can't bring anything. You have to leave everything. Like, do you even think about it? (laughs) Do you say, well, let me pack? No, you just go. You surrender everything. Like, that's that's the gospel. That's the gospel. That's who Jesus is. You, live, you leave everything behind to get to him who is the plane, the world's only hope. So I just want to invite us to sit with that image, to pray for our brothers and sisters, but especially to allow ourselves to feel all of that so that we can experience maybe again today the power of the gospel, the life-changing, transforming power of the gospel. Amen.